listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Hour two of Miller and Moulton on this hump day. It's the final day of January. Thanks so much for being with us. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Another change of plans. I mean, we're changing our tune more than Rory McIlroy is on the show today when it concerns the poll question. Quick sidebar. January just flew by. Flew. Now, you made fun of me all last year when I was saying how quickly the year was going. And now you start off 2024. Because I'm old. (laughs) As you get old, the years go by more quickly. It's a smaller percentage of your life. I mean, you work four hours a day. You play golf three times a week. Okay. Your daughter's listening to Led Zeppelin. She's nine. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I think life's going okay. No, no. No complaints. It's just January seemed to come and go really quickly. All right. Well, listen, we'll throw an extra day in in February to try to slow things down. I know. Would you like to have had a leap year birthday? No. I was going to say. It's like an Olympics, though. I mean, boy, every time you have a birthday, it's a BFD. Right. But then you got to, then you're, you know, then your parents are going to have lied to you already. Because they're going to tell you at what age. If, if there's a leap year baby out there, I need to hear from you because I'd like to know at what point did your parents tell you, yeah, you weren't really born on February the 28th or March 1st? Excuse me? Right. You've been lying to me all these years? I was born on a leap year, so I'm only two? It might depend on how much money you have when the kid's really young. You know, if you don't have a lot of money, birthday parties cost money. And if you're like, yeah, I don't know if we can afford a birthday party this year. We'll just tell him the truth. He's born on the 29th, okay? We'll celebrate his birthday with the next Summer Olympics. When he hears the theme song on NBC, he knows, hey, it's going to be a big year. Big year. I'm getting presents this year, baby. Yep. Getting four years worth. By the way, do you buy forward thinking or do you like get the the young man or, or woman, you know, hey, this would have been really big in 2022, but you didn't have a birthday then. So, but here you go. This is what I wanted to get you. Yeah, I know we're on the PlayStation 5 now, but here's the PlayStation 3. Right. All right. Some people think it works better. No? It's like a phone. Some people like to hold on to their own ones. Ah. So we made a change in plans. Yep. Another change in our poll question. Let's go. This is it, by the way. It's up. It's posted. Which of the four teams that have not made the Super Bowl will make it first? Cleveland, Detroit, Houston, Jacksonville. Which of the four teams that have not made the Super Bowl will make it first? Cleveland, Detroit, Houston, or Jacksonville? Interesting. All right. Uh, See, it's probably fool's gold, you know, to buy too much into what just took place. Because three of the teams were playoff teams. The other one had a winning record. This is as good collectively as these four teams have ever been. All right. I'm going to vote for Detroit, and here's why. 
because they're in the NFC. Yep. And the other three are in the AFC. And we know what that means going forward for the rest of the decade. So in theory, it will be a much easier road for Detroit the rest of this decade. And then, you know, the 2020s come and go and neither one of the four. I mean, you know, what can you do? But if you're thinking, all right, the next handful of years or so, I'm going to play the NFC card. It's exactly why I picked Detroit. And all bets are, if we get to 2030 and none of them have made it, David, all bets are off. Exactly, because by then the conferences could flip. Because you know the half the NFC is going to all draft young quarterbacks in the next two, three years. So who knows? They could all be studs. So, all right. That's the poll question. By the way, do you know how many franchises have not won the Super Bowl? I mean, out of 32, how many have not won the Super Bowl? Don't try to count. Come I'm on. just trying to do it in my head quickly. Um, well, we obviously have the four that have never been there. Right. 12? Wow. Both showcases. Boom. Right on the money. I don't think I left anybody out here. Minnesota and Detroit from the north. Atlanta and Carolina from the south. Arizona from the west. Everybody else in the NFC has won a Super Bowl. The entire East has won a Super Bowl. Obviously, Green Bay and Chicago have won Super Bowls. Tampa Bay and New Orleans have won Super Bowls. The Niners, the Seahawks, and the Rams have all won Super Bowls. Hell, the Rams won Super Bowls in two different cities. Okay, AFC. Bills, only team in the East not to win a Super Bowl. Right. I mean... None of us can remember when the Jets won it, but they did. Cincinnati and Cleveland from the north, because Pittsburgh and Baltimore have won. Houston and Jacksonville from the south, because and Tennessee from the south. The Colts are the only franchise in that division to have won the Super Bowl. And the Chargers. Because the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chiefs, obviously, have won the Super Bowl. So five in the NFC, seven in the AFC. Three of the four franchises in the AFC South have not won the Super Bowl. Hell, two of the four haven't even been. And yesterday was the anniversary of Tennessee losing in the Super Bowl by a yard. Think Jeff Fisher would have gone for two? No. I don't. No. no. Wrong coach. Wrong era. I mean. Right. Boy, would that have been something. That would have blown our minds. That was the 99 season. Do you imagine January of 2000, a coach lining up for two to win the Super Bowl? Dan Campbell would have done it. Dan Campbell would have done it. Jeff Fisher would not have done it. Even though you and I always ask the question, if I can give you one play for the two-yard line to win or lose the game, be like, line them up, let's go. I know exactly what I'm running. They had Eddie George and everything. But So 12 of the 32, though, that seems like a big number. But then again, you know, I don't want to bore everybody here, but if we went baseball, hockey, basketball, if you come to think of it, probably 40% of 
all of those leagues have never won the championship also, right? I mean, I would certainly think that in the NBA. I, I would think half the league has not won a championship in the NBA. The NBA is so top-heavy. Always has been. Twitch.tv slash Miller and Moulton if you want to compete in this exercise during the commercial breaks because we now know what David Moulton is doing for the rest of the show. Well, that is true. Each of the next three commercial breaks, I will not be preparing for our guests. I will be going league by league, which franchises have never won the championship. You are 100% correct. My day is done. The show might be done because we may get into it in every segment when David has the actual results and isn't trying to just pull it out of his out of thin air. We did that once before on this show, going back to when we were doing afternoons in Southwest Florida. And David always had an affinity towards trivia. Yes. And doing trivia on the show. Mm-hmm. I and, wanted to. I wanted us to do more trivia. Right. And People so liked it. And so David came up with the trivia questions. And he didn't use this thing called the internet to find the answers. No, He no. used his noggin. Right. Well, that's a big head. And here we go. The first day we do trivia, we bring a caller on and get the question, and then David tells the person that he's wrong. Right. When, in fact, the person was right. Yes, he was. And David was wrong. Correct. Right. And that happened more than once. That ended but- trivia. Right. On Miller and Moulton. By like the third time, Mark said, yeah, I, I know we're supposed to vote 2-0 on everything having to do with this show. Yeah, we're th- it's over. It's done. Okay, I'll, get re- I'll replace you if you want to do this again. So, yes, I, I will take my time this time going through every league and every Basketball will be the tough one. Oh, I don't think so. Hell, I mean, it seems as if by court order, I thought only the Lakers or Celtics were allowed to win the title. Well, you're probably right, but there's a few in the, you know, I don't know how they, there's a few in the 50s and 60s that that may throw you before. Well, you know, that's a good point. Some franchises have moved, you know, but so maybe we have to, do we go all time? You know, like in Super Bowl, it's a Super Bowl era. I mean, technically the Detroit Lions have won a world championship. The Cleveland Browns won the NFL championship in 64. It was either the year, it was two years before the Super Bowl era began. So, David, do the Thunder get credit for the Sonics in 79 or no? <sighs> wow. Technically, I think we have to count it. It's a, it's the franchise that moved from Seattle to Oklahoma City. I think we have to count that one. Because, like, the NHL was six until the 60s. So it's pretty easy. Right. All the original six teams have won one. Yeah, the Rangers tried really hard, though, even to not win them during the original six time They period. did, but they right. got their one there, and then they got 94. They, right. They got three of them by 1940, and right. then they, right, they took a half a century off. Well, that's mm-hmm. – but yep. they have theirs. Yep. But obviously, you know, we can go right through. I mean, you know, the Panthers haven't won one yet. and then it, Yeah, it – I'm guessing it probably is 40% in all the leagues of franchises that have never won the championship. And that leads us to our poll question. Which of the four teams that have not made the Super Bowl will make it first? Not even win it. Make it first. Make it. Detroit from the NFC, Cleveland, Houston, Jacksonville from the AFC. Three of the four teams were playoff teams last year. All four had winning records. Early voting, 
And a lot of people have already checked in. Detroit leading with 48%. Houston, 44%. Jacksonville and Cleveland at just 4%. Damn. People are not not buying the Trevor Lawrence. No. Buying the C.J. Stroud. That's what they're buying. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll say right division, you know, soft division, the AFC South. You would think it, it could come from there. But they're still going to play against Mahomes in the playoffs, right, for the next – That seems to be a problem. This Mahomes guy, he seems as if he is the definition of a roadblock. Hmm. Miller and Moulton. David Bierman in 25 minutes. Trent Bally in the play of the day is next. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes after the hour, David Bierman, Pro Football Network, in a little more than 15 minutes' time. Trent Bally and the play of the day coming up in about a half a dozen minutes. Uh, Trent and Mark tortured me about 20 minutes ago when they settled on this as our poll question. And you'll understand why if you haven't heard what the poll question is. The poll question is there are four NFL franchises that have yet to get to the Super Bowl. They are Detroit, Cleveland, Houston, and Jacksonville. That's just get to the Super Bowl. So our poll question is, hey, which one of those four is going to get there first? And, and by the way, me using that voice, that's me included in it. That's, that's So, you know, I'm making fun of myself, too. All right. That's our poll question on this hump day. Let's get over it together, shall we? All right. That Mark Miller, the David Moulton, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. All right. But it then led to the, you know, those are the four that haven't gotten to the Super Bowl. And then we looked up, there are 12 of the 32 existing franchises that have not won the Super Bowl. Which then, of course, led to, well, I wonder how many of the teams in the other sports haven't gotten to the championship or won the championship either. You know, those voices right there are directed at Trent and I. They are completely 100% directed. And that's not the case. What it really is, is that once we went down this rabbit hole, we know that there's one person on this show that can't live until they know the answer to that question. Right. And I am that rabbit or that animal chasing, and I am just going full speed right into the hole. Deeper I go. Yep, and and what am I chasing? I'm chasing that voice. So it's directed at me because you guys have told my day is shot now. All I'm going to do is think about these franchises that either haven't gotten to the championship round or haven't won the championship. That's all I'm going to do. You're going to have 14 segments that you're going to do alone. You're going to have to go for that drive that we talked about. Yes. No Uh, NBA radio for you today. No, when I go pick my mom up at the train station, I'm going to do a whole segment on my way there. And unfortunately for my mom, I'm going to do a whole segment on the way back, and she's going to have to listen to it. David, how many Division One NCAA men's basketball <laughs> programs have not made the Final Four? Unbelievable. I'm Power Five. Reach. Power Five. Power five. I mean, we'll just stab you in the neck. All right. 
By the way, for what it's worth in baseball, there's five franchises that have not won the World Series. That's it. So while there's 12 NFL franchises that haven't won the Super Bowl, there's only five. Now, baseball has been played twice as long, three times as long even. But the Rays and Mariners are the two in the American League. You know, by now, you know, Texas, they hadn't won it. They won. I mean, you know, I mean, all the other franchises, Chicago had an 80-something year drought. But, you know, they, they won 2005, never mind winning in 1919. So Tampa Bay and Seattle in the American League. Seattle, by the way, hasn't even gotten to the World Series. Milwaukee. Right. See, the Braves won the World Series. The Brewers have not. Padres. There you go. Rockies. Rockies. Now, Padres, Rockies, Brewers, Rays have all made the World Series. There's one baseball franchise that hasn't even gotten to the World Series. You know, the Browns, Lions, Jags, Texans of Major League Baseball are the Seattle Mariners. For what it's worth, and Trent, you're the association guy, I've got 12 NBA teams, but technically we might have to cross two off the list. Because I've got Atlanta, but the Hawks were in St. Louis, and St. Louis won a title, and I believe the franchise counts it. So I think we have to cross them off the list. And does that also mean that we have to cross Sacramento off the list? Because if you follow their history, you know, they were before Sacramento, they were in Kansas City. But before Kansas City, weren't they in Cincinnati? That's when Oscar Robertson won it with them, I believe, and Cincy. So boy, that's a I know that's a tough claim for the fan base. We got to claim a championship two ro- two relocations ago, right? Two exactly. relocations and four generations ago, but <laughs> sure, we'll claim it. Well, but here's my question, which I don't know because they've never been in the arena. Is the banner in the rafters, like, David? The in orchestra? Atlanta, I when I worked in the because I worked in the Omni, right? And you know, quick sidebar: we used to break into a gym when when I was a kid. We set the doors at the high school gym so they didn't close. So in the wintertime, we'd go shoot hoop. And we literally would break into the school, turn the lights on, and play basketball. We never broke anything, never did anything bad. We were there to play hoop. When I'm an adult, I had the keys to the Omni. I could break in the Omni to shoot hoop. I'd call my buddies that we used to break into, break into Swan Valley High School to play basketball. Hey, I just shot hoop at the Omni at 11 o'clock last night, just to let you know. But in the Omni, to my recollection, David, there was no banner for a championship. All right. Does Google slash uh, – what's the final – verdict here is it a banner in the rafters or is it wikipedia i think it's got to be banner because that means they claim it claim it like they're proud of it they're they're displaying it does oklahoma city claim the 79 sonics oh wow Uh, well i'm just saying it's the same franchise i know and i think they do i think they do also i think you've got it i actually think technically you have to claim the hawks and the kings to have a title I would agree. Okay, so then if we take them off the list, we're down to 10 NBA franchises that have not won a title. Correct me if I'm wrong. Indiana, Orlando, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Minnesota. Remember, the Lakers moved to L.A. The Timberwolves have never won one. The Clippers, Phoenix, New Orleans, Utah, Memphis. Sounds right to me. And 
for what it's worth, I've got 11 in the NHL that have not hoisted Lord Stanley, with one of them obviously being in Florida. Well, David, here's the thing that you mentioned about the Super Bowl is we don't say the Lions have never won a championship. We say they've never won a Super Bowl. Correct. They haven't. Right. So, the NFL so, has a clear line of demarcation, yes. the Super Bowl era. Some then move it a few more years and say since the merger. But most NFL is Super Bowl era, pre-Super Bowl era. So that's why I think for the NBA we have to count the Hawks, Sonics, and, and Kings because they won the the it wasn't the Larry O'Brien, but they won the NBA Finals. Right. Because the league wasn't called the NBA until a certain point, but for the moment they referred to themselves as the NBA, you know, it's all considered. Now there is a merger, NBA ABA merger, and you'd mid- have to throw the Nets in because they won with Dr. J. Right, but but, that, but that's not an NBA title. NBA title. Right. That's where right. it gets messy. We can't do that. All right. Time to get to it. Trent, time for the Molly Made play of the day. What do you have for us? Lots of good college hoops last night. Georgia Tech upset North Carolina, despite a controversial finish, by the way. South Carolina took down Rick Barnes in Tennessee, but a legend and Hall of Famer reached another milestone last night. Tom Izzo welcomed in his biggest rival in search for his 700th career win on his 69th birthday. Spartans with a slow start. They were down two at the half to the Michigan Wolverines, but an explosive open to half two got Sparty going, including this one that brought the house down. This place is ready to erupt. Akins, three ball, money! Timeout, Michigan! Akins was money. That was just one of seven threes that Jaden Akins hit. He had a career-high 23 points. Spartans with a slow start, ultimately... Come back to win it. They outscore the Wolverines by 21 in the second half. It's because the cover, Wolverines suck. And they cover the 11 and a half. My favorite. Happy birthday, Tom Izzo. Win number 700. There's your Molly Made play of the day. Call Molly Made right now. 239-774-5839. I mean right now. Wake Steve up and say, I want my house clean today. 774-5839, the number for Molly Made. Now, we're told the Pacers have their ABA banners hanging in Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Sorry, they're ABA banners. They're not NBA banners. Doesn't count. That didn't seem like a very sincere apology from you. Sorry. No, I'm with you. I just thought that was funny. Would it be sincere if I went, sorry? It's like the Reese's commercial. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry. David Bierman, Pro Football Network, next. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. 22 minutes before the hour, hump day edition, final day of January. Thanks so much for being with us. Seth Everett for his weekly visit at the top of the hour. Bobby Regan, talk a little college hoops. A couple of top five teams go down last night. One of them at home. Talk to Regs about that. But David Bierman, kind enough to join us once again from Pro Football Network, profootballnetwork.com. You can follow David on Twitch, Twix, X, David Bierman, PFN, B-E-A-R-M-A-N, PFN, David Bierman, PFN. David, it's David and Mark. How are you? You mean to tell me college basketball season started? Wow. Yeah. No. You know, we've been educating our audience all week, David, letting them know at what stages – 
the NBA, NHL, and college basketball seasons are at? I usually pay attention come February, so I'm not there yet. I guess I get another day or two. Yeah, you've, you've, the last day of January. Yeah, you've got one more day, David. Then it's time to jump into something else. But in all seriousness, what is it that has your attention right now most? Obviously, you know the Super Bowls. So we we got time to talk about that. The games have passed. What's got your eye right now of things in the National Football League? Um, I'd like to see exactly. I mean, I'm still obviously concentrating on the two teams that are going there. Um, the coaching stuff, I mean, you, you still, I think yesterday's huge surprise, uh, that the Lions offense coordinator didn't, didn't go to Washington or Seattle when both of them were highly interested. And here's, here's the rub. The NFL changes all the rules yearly when it comes to interviewing coordinators, interviewing coaches. And those two teams waited for Brett, for, for Johnson. They waited for him. And then he pulls the rug out from under them again. We don't know all the details. We don't know what went on to that, why Ben Johnson decided he wanted to stay. He didn't get any extra money out of it, as far as we know. But those two teams waited for him and didn't go and interview other people. So, again, I'm not blaming him. He's got to do whatever in the best interest of him, his family, his team. Obviously, I don't blame him for wanting to go back and run it back with the Lions as close as they came. And, heck, for all we know, the way that game ended, blowing a 17-point lead, seeing how close they were to the Super Bowl, that he felt like he owed it to his team to come back another year. I had no idea what went into the decision. But that's what has my interest, guys, that, like, who is now going to be the coach for those two franchises who waited for a Johnson or others who they were not allowed to interview because of the, you know, the extended NFL rules when it comes to teams still alive. So there's only two spots left that we know of. There could be surprises down the line, but – that's what has my attention because the coaching cycle always has my attention. But you got teams that waited. And in a, in a situation like Seattle, you didn't have to change coaches. You had a veteran Hall of Famous coach in Pete Carroll. You made the change. You, you identified a guy, and then he pulled the rug out from under you. So I don't know where they're going to go next. You know, I, I heard rumors yesterday that the Giants offense coordinator was in the mix, which makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. It was one of the most horrific offenses I've ever seen. But that, guys, is what has my attention is the coaching changes right now until we get to the Super Bowl. You know, there have been some interesting hires historically. I mean, um, you know, when Mike McCarthy got the Green Bay job, he got it coming off being offensive coordinator of the Niners, and I think they had ranked 31st in offense that year. So for whatever reason, I mean, you know, David, I mean, a lot of this is who you know, who you have a relationship with, Who's your reference? You know, no, hire this guy. No, I'm telling you, he'd be really good. I mean, you know, we know why Canales gets the Carolina job because they make Dan Morgan grand poobah and Morgan and Canales spent all those years in Seattle together. I mean, you know, the NFL is very much like everyday society. It's a lot of who you know. Of course, and, and you see that with GMs. You see that with coaches. You see that with assistants. We talk about the coaching trees. Uh, in the Shanahan tree, and everybody knows everybody else and who they bring. And I, I, you know that, you know that, I know that. But at the end of the day, are you really going to, and again, it, it depends on who you want as coach, are you really going to tell your fan base that you're hiring a guy who oversaw one of the worst offenses in the NFL history? I, I, I get what you're saying about McCarthy, but, like, the Giants were horrifically bad. Oh, like, I know. No matter who, and- no matter who the quarterback was. Well, and the irony there is is that reportedly if Kafka comes back as offensive coordinator, Dable's going to take play calling away from him. Yeah, exactly. So why don't we, you know, give this guy a job? And, you know, listen, you're right. 
the coaching carousel makes no sense sometimes. And you can go back to the New York Jets hiring Adam Gase as, as a head coach after an absolute train wreck of a career with, with the Dolphins. When they hired him, you're thinking, did, did, did they pay any attention to what went on the last three years in, in, with their division rivals? That made no sense. And, of course, it ended the way we expected it to end. But I, I mean, <laughs> it's weird because the process this year has been different than the process in the years in the past. Dallas Robinson, one of our great writers on Pro Football Network, wrote about it last week on ProFootballNetwork.com about how this cycle is different because of the rules and that the teams, and you look no further than the Atlanta Falcons who interviewed everybody in their mother. Like I, 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 I declined the call to go down to Atlanta to be the coach because they literally interviewed everybody. Um, and it's because the landscape has changed. Like The timing has changed. The amount of coaches that get involved have changed, and he wrote about the reasons for it. And these teams are interviewing more people than ever before and waiting longer than ever before. But some of them you just scratch your head and say, okay, well, now I couldn't tell you who's going to be the next coach in the Seattle Seahawks right now. No idea. Do you think Ben Johnson made a mistake? I mean, I, we, you know, we were talking about this with a coordinator yesterday. You only get so many opportunities. There's only so many of these jobs. And Kellen Moore was the hot coordinator that was next in line to get a head coaching job in a lot of places. His name's not mentioned for a job. To me, when you get the opportunity, you take it. I would 100% agree with you. 100% agree. And I, listen, I respect his decision. I respect what his family wants to do. I expect the fact that he wants to run it back. And we don't really know what went on in that room and, and why, for all we know, someone in his family, you know, they have to stay there. Who, who knows what the reasons are? But you're 100% right that if your goal, maybe that's not his goal, but if your goal is to be the head coach in the National Football League, you got to strike while the iron's hot. And it's not hotter than taking the Detroit Lions to within one quarter of the Super Bowl. No matter how it ended, you were the hot commodity. Teams waited for you. Uh, it, it, you know They were going to offer you who, who knows how much money and you turn it down. Can the I mean, the Lions only can get better by one game. Technically, two if you win the last game. Like, you you can't do much better than NFC Championship game for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, maybe next year they win the Super Bowl. But it, outside of that, chances are the Lions will take a step back and take a step back. You're not as much of a hot commodity. And you're right. You see, Kellen Moore uh, and his other coaches out there who were hot commodities that have never been mentioned. I mean, look how many, look how many jobs Brian Flores interviewed for. And he, he was as hot as can be because he had a great job with the Minnesota defense. After being a head coach, a fairly successful one, despite the fact that he rubbed people the wrong way, he was a successful head coach. These guys are not going to get the jobs they want. And, I mean, Seattle and Washington are two pretty good openings, guys. I mean, Seattle's a team that went into week 18 with a playoff shot. And Washington has... Sorry, that's my daughter. Washington has a zillion dollars underneath the cap, so you, and the number two pick. So you have really good – it's not like it was the Carolina Panthers calling you. Like, that might have been one I turned down. That Carolina Panthers job is not a fun one, and they're going to be in trouble for years to come. But, I mean, Seattle and Washington are good jobs that you just turned down, so – David Bierman, Pro Football Network, profootballnetwork.com. Follow him on Twix at David Bierman, B-E-A-R-M-A-N, David Bierman, P-F-N, David Bierman, P-F-N. For what it's worth, uh, I think McDonald, I think it gets announced later today in Baltimore, the Ra- or in Washington, the Ravens D coordinator. Look for the Carolina defensive coordinator in Seattle. I have a feeling Dan Quinn's not going to get that one. All right. Um, what are you hearing 
you know, Mike Florio threw it out there, but Mike Florio throws a lot of paint on the wall and a lot of it never dries. But Andy Reid walking away after Vegas, all right? Do you think there's anything to that? I mean, I think there's smoke there. Do I think it's going to happen? No. I think Andy Reid's having way too much fun. And the team is, is, I mean, your quarterback's 28 years old, so you can run this back for another 10 years. Now, Andy won't be there for another 10 years. I think it depends on what happens in this game. Uh, they win another one, like, I'll go out on top as two-time chance, you know, three-time champ, a two-time back-to-back, or do you go for the elusive three-peak that's never happened? Um, I think when it comes to Andy Reid, he's too much of a competitor to give it up. Now, listen, you, you People aren't just making up retirement rumors. And, yes, Gloria has thrown stuff against the wall and hopes something sticks. But we have the pre-write written. I'll be honest with you guys. Like, we literally have written, is Andy Reid going to retire? And we have, a, we have it written, Andy Reid retires. Because you've got to be prepared in our business. Do I think it's going to happen? No. That doesn't mean him and his family have decided. For all you know, he has health issues. We don't know any of this. And I'm not making that up. I'm just saying. We don't know. So, I personally don't think he retires. I think the Chiefs are in too good of a shape to not want to run it back another three or four years. Again, you don't know what goes into these decisions with the family. Maybe he's had enough. But when you see things like Bill Belichick wanting to stick around and not having the choice to stick around, I think Andy Reid sticks around as long as he humanly can. When you look at what... Andy Reid and Spags and this staff did this year. Is this his best coaching job? I mean, for them to have the season in which everybody was pointing fingers that this team wasn't good enough to make the run they did in the playoffs, how much do you put on that to Andy Reid? I think it's definitely his best his best coaching year. I think it's Spags' best coaching year. I think it's Mahomes' best playoff run so far, taking the team that he had in the regular season and taking him to the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll get into the Super Bowl either later on this call or, or next week, but I think they win it all. I think they're, they're just primed in the position they're in, and they know what it, what's at stake. I think they're the better team. Um, I didn't doubt the Chiefs like many other people did. I was constantly taking them. I was losing money on betting on them plenty of times. Um, I think this is their best coaching slash quarterback slash defensive coordinator job that they've done. It's not their best team. You look at all the Chiefs teams, you even go back and look at some of the Eagles teams that we had. This is nowhere near his best team, and yet they're sitting here in the Super Bowl, and I think they win another one. Tampa Bay's lost basically their entire offensive staff has followed Canales and gone to Carolina. Um, is that uncommon, or is that just a combination of things but – Bucks fans shouldn't be concerned. I mean, I think it's common, as we talked about a few minutes ago, with some of these coaching, you know, who you know and bringing people with you. You, you rarely see the entire staff go, but here you have a young guy and a first-time coach who's going to bring the people that he knows with him. Because call it what it is, Canales isn't the most experienced guy out there, so he's going to bring people with him. I would be concerned if I was a Bucks fan because – you have a team that has won the division a couple of years in a row, even though you haven't dominated it. You've won with, you know, a nine-win team. And you're losing a lot of people there. Obviously, it's going to depend on who is replaced. But the key is honestly going to be the quarterback. If the quarterback leaves, what are you left with? Because there's a reason why Baker Mayfield ended up being your quarterback to begin with, grabbing him off of the recycled quarterback wire. 
who is going to replace him if he leaves, then you're in trouble. Uh, I think if he comes back, again, you have the worst division in football. So they could win it again, but I think the key is bringing Baker back. There's no doubt, and I think with that comes Mike Evans. Uh, you know, I, I think getting both of them back is far more important than whomever they bring on on the offensive coordinator side, but it, it will all transpire here soon. When you look um, – I kind of lost my train of thought there, but uh, you're looking at Miami, and I know you guys just wrote an article on defensive coordinator. It's you know after Fangio did a really good job and they let that go. It looks like McDaniel really wants to make a shift and start blitzing this year. He does, and I, I think almost more importantly than the system is, I think you need someone that is like McDaniel, and I mean like personality wise. Um, there's been a lot that has been said about Vic Fangio, but at the end of the day, he rubbed the players the wrong way, but he also didn't get along with the coaches either. You had an old school guy versus a new school guy, and we're never going to find out if McDaniel and Fangio were best friends or if they never talked to each other. We'll never find that out, but he needs a guy that can work with the players and work with the guys. And listen, you don't have to have, you know, fancy shoes, cut off capris, and, you know, a great personality running around the field, like around energy drinks all day, like McDaniel is, to succeed with the players. But you also can't be 65-year-old curmudgeon who doesn't get along with the players either. So I think, yes, the style is important. And we saw when Fangio blitzed late in the year how good that defense was. They have the corners and the linebackers that are for a blitz-heavy defense. When they didn't blitz, they were terrible. But you also need a personality fit, and culture and personality is important down there because if you don't have a guy – who blends with the players the right way, you just get tone deaf. And all the things I've heard coming out of Miami is that Fangio basically was tone deaf across the board with the coaches and the players, and that's never a good thing. Again, they kept it quiet. Hell, I watched Hard Knocks every week, and he still had no idea that was going on. Right. He's David Beerman, Pro Football Network, PFN 365 on Twix. Follow David on Twix as well at David Beerman PFN, B-E-A-R-M-A-N, David Beerman PFN. David, uh, safe travels. We'll try to talk with someone from PFN next week if we can. We'll get you one. We'll be out there. It'll be early, but what's it, uh, 4.53 in the morning out there? So uh, set my alarm. Maybe I'll be on. David Beerman, Pro Football Network. Seth Everett next.